the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. For making money sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our host and fine upstanding individual, wonderful guy, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Wow, Chris, what an introduction, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, you deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> well, good morning. How are you today? Good, good, good. Everything's wonderful and peachy today. Good, good deal, good deal. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners now on WAVA in the D.C. Baltimore area, as well as our longtime listeners now, as also we can call them that now, Chris, it's been a few years, on Sirius XM, Family Talk Channel 131. Uh, nationwide, border to border, coast to coast, as well as our watchers, our viewers on YouTube. You can go check it out at LarryRosenthal.tv. That's LarryRosenthal.tv. And watch us stream the show live if you want to get get some entertainment here. See Bob, <laughs> Chris, and myself live on YouTube doing this doing this show. No peace signs right now, Bob. Although Bob's very excited because uh, baseball starts tomorrow, which is a good thing, right? Uh, we, yeah, we're very excited about that. That's for sure. Spring's right around the corner. So, uh, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. You know, it's open mic Saturday, which I really enjoy. No holds barred. Whatever questions you have today regarding financial planning, the stock market, interest rates, taxes, policies, fiscal policy, monetary policy, your 401k, the government retirement system, TSP, your pensions, insurance, whatever it may be, estate planning, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Well, the race is on, Chris. Mm -hmm. The race is on right now. Pedal to the metal. Brother. That's exactly right. What's going on in the stock market? What is happening with the markets, right? It used to be, you know, in, in, in last summer, you just put money in and it just went up. And now what's happening with the market? You know, the market's trying to find a new direction. Mm-hmm. And we're going to usher in a new set of circumstances here today. New rules. The race is on in the market. The big question is, who's in the race? Who is in the race? You know, you, you think about a high school track, you know, high school football field, soccer field, whatever. There's a track that runs around that field, right? And there's several lanes that, that the runners can run in. Well, this race has three runners in it. Who is in this race right now? The first one is corporate earnings. The second one is inflation. And the third one is taxes. 
who's going to win this race around the track. We're going to talk a little bit about that today as well as the weeks weeks to come. Uh-oh. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can't you. hear you yeah. anymore. You still got <laughs> Chris, you. let's take a quick break here. I got something going on with the, the okay. machine. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show here. In just a minute. Stay tuned. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 is the number to call. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 is the number to call to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert right here in studio. Larry give that a shot again now that we got the headphones all fixed right i can hear you <laughs> and i can hear you that's hey. a good thing yeah let's roll so you know hey i always want to start the show off each week with you know what's going on in the markets and try and take a look down the road and around the corner a little bit and as i was saying at the top of the show there before the break the race is on we've got three people in the track we've got corporate earnings inflation and taxes where are we now? Where are we going? Why are these three people in the race? What does this mean? You know, the markets, as I mentioned last summer, put money in and it goes up. Wonderful, right? Yeah. And But now we're starting to see a new direction, a new time. We're actually in the intersection of change in the economy right now. The intersection of change in the economy. And it's based off of inflation fears. And it's based off of corporate earnings, and it's based off of the reopening of the of the economy again, and it's based off of pending tax legislation that could come at us uh, under the current administration right now. So inflation fears basically are undermining the the equity market these these days. 
as we start to see inflation creep into the economy, stocks don't like that because they know that all of a sudden the Federal Reserve will start to tighten down the money supply by raising interest rates or by, by not purchasing as many bonds in the, in the, from, from the Treasury Department. By, by limiting the liquidity in the system, stocks don't like that at all. So we're starting to see the 10-year Treasury bond start to rise. You know, just a handful of weeks ago, several weeks ago, it was at 0.6 of 1%. The other day, it went up as high as 1.6%, only to close Friday at 1.47%. That's a big, big move, and it is a canary in the coal mine about inflation down the road. Now, what's very interesting about this, though, is that, is, is you know, who is, who's, who's responsible? Who, who's, I was explaining this to a friend of mine earlier this week. And it was funny. He looked at me like, you know, what are, we, what are you talking about? I said, well, are we going to listen to the adults in the room? Oh, no. Okay. Or are we going to listen to the adolescents in the room? Or are we going to listen to the grandfather in the room uh, who's got all the experience? Who are we going to listen to, right? So who's, who's when the it, grandfather? When it comes to stock purchasing right now. So the adults in the room are the bond market, okay? Okay. The adolescents are the stocks running all around the backyard playing, having fun, right? But all of a sudden, the adults ring that dinner bell, and everybody comes running, and you sit down at the table, and you're fine, right? And and you're paying attention, and your manners are on and everything, and there's a great debate going back and forth, and all of a sudden, the grandfather says, you know, this is the way it is, and everybody listens, right? <laughs> it's okay? true. It's true. Yeah, there you go. So grandfather in the room is the Fed, right? They control the money supply, right? They're they're going to set monetary policy. The bond market is the parents in the room, right? When the parents come into the room and the kids are having a crazy party downstairs in the basement and all of a sudden the parents walk downstairs, everything gets quiet, right? <laughs> so that's exactly what's happening now. We're starting to see bond prices drop and we're starting to see bond yields rise. That's an indication of inflation. But Chairman Jerome Powell said this past week when he delivered his marks on his semi-annual monetary policy uh, report that he, that he delivered to Congress this past week, and he had an overwhelmingly decided dovish tone, meaning a very supportive tone, a very loose monetary, supportive tone of monetary policy. Okay, He did not push back by any means on the rise in recent bond yields, but what he cited was the bond market's yields are rising, not due to inflation pressures, but due to a very large confidence um, acceptance of a very robust recovery that's going to come this year in the economy. In other words, he's saying the reason bond market yields are going up is not due to inflation, but it's more due to the fact that the economy is going to be reopening in the next several months. And people are getting excited about it, selling off bonds, moving money elsewhere to more risk-type assets with, ap with, with risky appetites, and that's going to push the yields up. Now, you have to take a look at some of this stuff, too, because it's a great debate. And this goes back to what I was talking about, which is we are moving into a new intersection of change in the economy. Because we are seeing energy prices rise. We are seeing commodity prices rise, and those are indications of inflation as well. But are they rising because people are saying, hey, the economy is going to be opening very robustly in the next several months? Are they saying, you know what, that means energy prices are going to go up. That means commodity prices are going up. Maybe they're moving money from the bond market into these commodity prices, right? 
Okay, Maybe they're moving money from the bond market into these material prices and things that you do building with and construction and things of that nature. So it's very interesting to see who's right in this place. My point is this, is that with the stock market being high where it is today, which, by the way, okay, I took a look this, at the, this morning uh, when we came into the studio, and I said, you know what, where was the P.E. ratio, this price-to-earnings ratio, where was it this time last year, right before COVID hit? And it's the same as it is today. Oh, so wow. check it out. That's right. Corporate earnings have started to come back, okay? So it's interesting. So in this first lane of, of the race that we have, we've got three players. We've got corporate earnings, we have inflation, and then we have taxes. So if corporate earnings, remember the stock market, Chris, is a forward-looking indicator. The stock market is looking down the road to seeing, hey, what's corporate earnings going to be doing next quarter, two, three, four quarters from now. And if they like what they see, prices will push up. That's what's caused the stock market to drive up. So so right now we are we are at the tail end of reporting the fourth quarter earnings of twenty twenty and they have been coming in stronger, stronger than most people have expected. My point is this is in that first lane of that racetrack there that that, that we're looking at here with the players, corporate earnings, inflation and taxes, who's gonna win this race? If corporate earnings continue to drive upwards and, and, and deliver what the expectations are in the first, second, and third quarter this year, then we're probably going to see uh, some, some, some pretty decent market action. On the other hand, if inflation rears its ugly head too large and too quickly, it could slow down the stock market. And that's what, that's what part of these indications are right now. But again, we have to listen to Powell, too, and see where are we. So we're at the great debate of intersection of change right now. And then, of course, if we do get uh, uh, rising taxes, which we will at some point, but is it going to be this year or next year and how much and, and all that kind of stuff, those are headwinds against all of this. So bottom line is this, is that, is that you know, Powell, Jerome Powell basically said that, the, that, that it's going to take the Fed some time Okay, to to reach its mandates of employment goals and inflation inflation numbers before they start to raise interest rates. So immediately that went into those statements went into the futures uh, in in the market and and the Fed futures are are not expecting a rate hike until the end of 2022, not 2021, but the end of 2022. So we're going to have very accommodative monetary policy, at least, at least as far as interest rates goes, for some time to come. I know I said a lot in this, okay, <laughs> but we are moving into an intersection of change right now. Bottom line is this for listeners. This is what you need to be doing right now at this moment in time, okay? Take a look at the risk acceptance level that you're willing to have in your portfolios. Easy money has been made, okay, from, from May of last year till now, okay? The markets have come back, no doubt about it. Uh, the House passed over uh, the other night the the $1.9 trillion stimulus package. It's going to move to the Senate now. We'll see what happens with that. And and some some pieces of, of uh, wages failed. Uh, so we'll see how this goes proceeds through the, the Senate now. Uh, but, but bottom line here is this, is, is understand the risk that you have in your portfolios because it's going to get volatile for the next several weeks until until the market figures its comfort zone with our bond yields rising because we're getting too much inflation pressures or bond yields rising because of the anticipation of a very 
a large expansion in the economy over the next few months. Boy, I'm glad you could keep all these moving parts in your head. There's a lot of moving parts to this market. There definitely is. This is intersection of change time, and understand what your beta is in your investments. Beta measures your risk. The stock market has a beta measurement of 1.00, and this is not hard to find out. You can find out the level of risk you have in your investments in a matter of just moments. The stock market, meaning the S&P 500, has a beta of 1.00. If your beta is 1.15, then you're 15% more risky than the market. If your beta is 0.85, you're 15% less risky than the market. Hmm. Which one is right? That's exactly right, Chris. It's up to the individual investor. If they want to have less risk or more risk, okay, that's what you have to understand. If you want to understand how to get your, find out what your beta is, we're offering this, this week here a, a free analysis on the risk assessment of your portfolios. Just go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, shoot us off an email, say, hey, I want a free risk analysis on my investments. It's important to understand this right now as we're moving through this intersection of change economically. Or give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855 855- Seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and the Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Appreciate you listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to get on that phone and ask the difficult questions because Larry can answer them. He's a smart guy. This is really going to, he'll get them. He'll get those answers. We're going to stump you today. We're going to find somebody who can stump you, Larry. I love it. That's See what it happens. You know, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're putting me on a little too out there, Chris. Okay, but hey, you know, let's just pick up where we left, where we just left off. You know, uh, despite numerous COVID restrictions still in the country, the uh, uh, economic outlook's looking pretty good. Durable orders, durable goods orders, 
uh, rose more than expected last month, up 3.4%, and they were revised up again in December, another 1.2%. Home sales rose 4.3% rose 4 last month, and the uh, Case-Shiller Home Price Index is up 10% over last year this time. On top of that, personal incomes rose uh, an additional 10% and spending 2.4%. So, you know, there's a lot of pent-up demand. There's a lot of things that are looking very good as far as the underpinnings of the economy. Again, moving into this intersection of change. Are we going to get too much inflation, or is this in, is, is this in anticipation of a much more widely diverse and open, organically growing economy? That's what we're going to take a look at here. Uh, that's what we're going to find out, I should say, over the next uh, several weeks. And that's what the market is looking for. The market is searching for direction and all of that kind of stuff. So give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Stay tuned also for some announcements we'll be making upcoming soon with our future webinars that we'll be doing uh, covering a lot of the economy and stuff like that. We're slated to have some here towards the end of March, and we'll be putting those up next week on the website. Again, you can visit our website at LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up and like us on Facebook. Follow us on our newsletter. And uh, I said that back backwards, didn't I? I said, sign up for our newsletter. It's free. And follow <laughs> and like us on Facebook. No worries. I see you guys laughing. And you can check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv streaming. Chris and uh, Bob are having fun. Yeah, then you can right see us now. laughing. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, so lots of confusion out there still. We, 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 we talked a little bit about this last week on the show, <clears throat> and I want to just bring this up again because there's been some confusion out there, uh, you know, speaking with some people this past week about, about the estate planning arena. The estate planning arena, and let's unpack this conversation a little bit today. There's three phases to financial planning. There's the accumulation phase when you're growing your assets. There's the distribution phase when you're pulling your assets back to you uh, for retirement income and things like that. And then there's the legacy phase when you're going to pass your assets on to heirs, charities, or the IRS, okay? And so most people want their assets or a good portion of them to go to their heirs and charities and then maybe some to the IRS. But that's, you know, anyway, another discussion. So, so there's lots of confusion out there that we're finding as, as we're seeing more and more baby boomers get into the stage of their 70s and 80s and asking these questions and 60s and, and asking these questions of, you know, have I filled out my beneficiary form correctly? What's the difference between per capita and per sterpy designations on my beneficiary form? Do I need a contingent or a tertiary beneficiary? What are the rules surrounding naming a, a human being with an active heartbeat and a charity on the same line in a beneficiary, on a beneficiary form? Are there specific concerns about that? What happens if I have money that's inside of an annuity inside of an IRA? What happens if I have money inside of an annuity that's not an IRA? There's, there's substantial tax advantages to money that's in an, in an annuity that's not in an IRA when it goes to passing assets on. You're still allowed the lifetime stretch option on a non-IRA type of an annuity versus the SECURE Act that came out. So lots of questions on all this stuff. 
And what I want to do today is just sort of have a very simple conversation about breaking down what you should be thinking about when it comes to the basic steps in estate planning. The first thing that we need to do is we need to do a beneficiary audit, okay? Pull up all of your accounts and all of your assets, even your home. You know, I was working with someone this week, and I was explaining to them, you know, your, your home is in Mr. and Mrs. Name, joint tenants with rights of survivor. But if something happens to both of you, what's going to happen to that home? Where is it going to go? How is it going to go? It's going to go through probate. So what do you want to do? You want to take a look at your assets, okay, and your investments and do a beneficiary audit on them. Pull up your beneficiary. Well, Larry, I don't need to do that because I know five years ago I filled out my beneficiary form, blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Guess what I just got in the mail this past week, okay? I just got in the mail from one of our investment places a letter that said, you know, they made a change in their software in their, in their company, mm-hmm. and they realized that some of the beneficiaries of their – hundreds of thousands of investment forms didn't transfer over. Uh-oh. But I didn't change. My family hasn't changed. I haven't had more kids, okay? There hasn't been a marriage or a birth or anything like that, right? But yet they're sending me a letter. Now, stop and think this for a second. How many people out there have investments at a 401K, the government TSP? You have money at this mutual fund company, that insurance company. This place, that place, all these different places, this bank, whatever it may be. Do you think they ever upgrade their their software packages? Do you think they ever make changes in their systems? Absolutely they do. We recommend to people to do a beneficiary audit once a year, once every 18 months, to check and see who is on your beneficiary So form. something could have got Better. flushed is what you're saying during a – That's during exactly that right. This has happened to some companies in the past that we know about, Chris. And I just got a letter this past week, and I looked at it and said, oh, i got to go online and check it out, okay? Wow. I've actually got the form sitting right over here on my desk, okay? That's a little scary. So, so uh, you know, it's, a, it's important. I hope when the actual trigger happens, when somebody does die, that it's, that it's actually set. Because if it isn't, you got problems, right? You do have problems. So the first thing is here to, is, to, is to do a beneficiary audit on all of your assets, okay? And the second thing is to, is to sort of say, okay, do I need a, a, a trust or not? And if you just, just want to simply name an asset to go to the next person in your family, you, just, you can just make the, the account a TOD, which means transfer on death. Now, some states have different terminology than that, um, but, but for the most part, it's transfer on death or, or POD, payable on death. Uh, fee simple life estates, things like that, that just transfers the assets over. Um, it gets a little bit more complicated if you say, well, you know, I've got one child who's, you know, good. Everything's going to be fine. The other child, I'm not sure. They might need a little help. Now you want, might want to have a trust. So, you know, what? just a basic revocable living type of a trust when it, when it comes to that. So, so bottom line here is, uh, uh, again, want to just make sure that, that we understand some of the basics, and that starts off with your beneficiary audit when it comes to all of that. 
I actually have a kit. We sent out a lot of these this past week. It's called Basics in, 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 in Estate Planning. If you want to get a copy of it, just give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Chris, I see it's at the bottom of the hour here. We're going to have to take a quick break. Let's keep the phone lines open. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. sound financial advice you can depend on you found the larry rosenthal show call now with your questions 855-767-3123 or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. this is the larry rosenthal show we appreciate you calling 855-767-3123 855-ROSE-123 we do have some lines available for you if you want to jump on and talk to larry rosenthal our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Glad to see you there, Larry. Glad to be here, Chris. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Let's welcome Jack on the line from Long Island. Good morning, Jack. How are you today? How you doing? I'm doing well. How can I help you, sir? Okay, okay I just got a quick question. Uh, I, I have a home. Uh, I have some net worth. I don't have any 401s. I don't have any, uh, you know, investments going on. But I, I, as far as a, be- a simple beneficiary, I want to leave the house to uh, my children. So do I have to go to a lawyer just to get a, a form to say I'm leaving this X amount of dollars that's in my account savings and home? Or do I have to have some kind of some complicated thing, or could it just be something simple? No, it could be something very, very simple, Jack, as far as that goes. You know, right now, like if you take a look at your bank account, if it's in your name only, Jack's name only bank account, and you were to pass away, then the court would say, well, where does this go? And it has to go through a court process called probate, which can have court uh, t- 
time delays, attorney's fees, things of that nature. But if you go to the bank and you say, hey, you know what? This account is Jack's name only. I want it to be Jack and then slash, in other words, T-O-D, so Jack transfer on death or Jack P-O-D, payable on death, whichever form they use, probably P-O-D at a bank. So, so now you're just yeah, ma- I, naming I, the kids as beneficiary. And it's the same thing with the house. That's all. It's the same thing with the house. So what I did was with the bank, one of my sons is on the checking and savings account, and my wife is also, of course, both of us are on the checking together. Okay. And, so so uh, then that way, if something happens to you, it all goes to your wife, right? But if something happens yes, to both can, of you, it needs to go to the next person. That's all. Right. It will go to one of my sons that he's on. They were only allowed to put a, a total of three people on the account. Yeah, so as far as a checking account or a bank account goes, I don't mind you naming your kids as a, uh, you know, as long as you trust them, obviously, as as a joint owner because there's no real concern about stepped-up in basis. But if you do that with your house, they could have an adverse tax treatment. Let's suppose you bought your house for $500,000 and you and your wife pass and it's worth $800,000 and your, and your child is on that house. They're going to assume your cost base is of five hundred thousand. If they want to sell it, they're going to have to sell it and pay the tax on the three hundred grand up to the eight hundred thousand. But if you make it yours and your wife's house joint slash TOD, naming a beneficiary and then naming your kids, then you bought that house at five hundred thousand in this example, and you pass it's worth eight hundred thousand. They can sell it at eight hundred thousand and get a step up and not have to pay taxes on that three hundred thousand of growth. So what, what what kind of form do I need to get? So in, in, in Virginia, it's just called a TOD, transfer on death form, but it's different in different states. Just talk to your your your, your uh, lender and say, hey, you know what? I want to change the title of my house and name a beneficiary on it. That's what you want to do, okay? Just oh, say, so I, I need a beneficiary form. form. Yep. That's all you need to do. Because I got a, I got a, a mortgage on it, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Talk to the mortgagee and say, listen, we're doing some estate planning. The house is in mine and my wife's name, joint tenants with rights of survivorship, most likely. Something happens to us. I want to make sure that it avoids probate and goes to my kids. Give me the form. Oh, okay. So all yep. i got to do is call the bank, uh, get that form, uh, a beneficiary form for joint yeah. ownership? Not joint ownership. You and your wife are joint owners, okay, but... Now you need to have – if something happens to both of y'all, then you need to to name the next person in line that you want it to go to. That will avoid the probate. I'll tell you what I'll do, Jack. I'll, I'll put you on hold here, and I'll have Bob get some of your information. We'll have one of our advisors give you a ring next week and step you through it in a little bit more detail for you, okay? Uh, yeah, that's okay. But as far as the uh, form goes, it's just I want to have a, 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 the, the name of the form. Is a, it's just a joint beneficiary form? No. It's a ben, just the the house is titled jointly with you and your wife, and now you yes. need to name a benef, Now you need to add a beneficiary form should something happen to both of y'all. It's usually okay. called transfer okay. on death is what the form is usually called. Transfer on death. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, Absolutely. that's pretty simple. And I'm, I'm sure when I call the bank, they'll I'll tell them, look, I want to add on my son 
Well, I don't know how many they allow you to add on. I got three kids, so. You'll uh, let them put it all on. Yeah, you can put it all on. But that creates another issue, too. That creates another issue in estate planning because what happens if something happens to both you and your wife? One child wants to move in, one child wants to sell it, and one child wants to rent it out, right? Well, I, I so you need, you need to do some kids. basics in estate planning on this, okay? Yeah, I, I believe with my, with my kids, uh, uh, I mean, they're all, you know, older. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have that problem. So okay. I already, I'm in my mind. I know I, I, I could put all three of them on. One will be the the primary, be the executor, right? Could be. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you out our basics in estate planning kit, Jack. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. It's it's okay. it's because the, the conversation goes longer and longer than this. All right. And I've got a I got a uh, several a handful of other callers here. I got to get to. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna put you on hold and we'll we'll send you out that information. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. Let's welcome Shahar on the line. Good morning, Shahar. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, like the previous caller, um, I am looking for the basic estate planning. Um, my husband is a co-executor on an estate, and the whole tax thing and the beneficiary, and uh, yes, I know that I would benefit greatly from that. So. Absolutely, and and you know this is this is. Sometimes a very confusing part of financial planning is the legacy planning slash the estate planning. You know, who do you name as executor? What are the roles and duties and responsibilities of, of an executor or even a cus or, or even a trustee? You know, and and right. uh, how about a, a a custodian for for children? You know, so there's lots of things that are involved with all this. But I'll put you on hold, and we'll have someone send you out. Bob will get your information. Sahar, and we'll have someone send you out the basics in estate planning, and we'll have a follow-up with you. Appreciate the phone call. If you listen to Making Money Sense, dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's bring Carol on the line. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Hi. Good. Um, I heard you commenting that uh, in your investing years, you would be, I believe the term was cost-share averaging. Um and then you said, I believe, that as you were in retirement years and you're looking to withdraw cash to yourself to do pursue the cost you're averaging in reverse. That's and exactly correct. Could, could you explain a little bit on how you do that? Sure. Let's suppose that you say, hey, you know what, I've got some money now and I want to put it into the stock market. And I'll explain the first end of it and the back end of it for you, Carol. So you say, you know what, I want to put money into the market, but I'm nervous about putting it all in right now. So you decide, I'm going to go ahead and break it up over a series of, let's say, 10 months or 12 months. So you have, let's say, $100,000 you want to put into the market. And you decide, you know what, wow, I don't like the market. I'm nervous. I'm going to put one-twelfth in this month. I'm going to put one-twelfth in next month one-twelfth in the third month, so forth and so on. So what that's called, is Carol, is it's called dollar cost averaging, where you're putting the same amount of money into the same investments at the same interval each month, regardless of the price of the investment. So as the investments okay. go up and down over the course of the year, you're going to end up with the average price for the year of that investment. Now, on the flip side, when you want to pull the money out down the road in retirement years, 
Okay. Some people say, well, should I take it all out in January, Larry, put it in my checking account, and then live off of it the rest of the year? No. Pull it out each month. You just do dollar cost averaging in reverse. It's called a SWIP, Systematic Withdrawal Plan, SWP, okay, where you're just systematically okay. pulling the money out each month on the same day each month, regardless of the price of the investment. By the end of the year, Carol, you're going to end up with the average price when you're liquidating that investment fund down the road. So think about that, that if, if the markets are going up, it's enabling you to innate to keep money in the market growing. And over a longer period of time, the market goes up or, or has okay. anyway. Okay, so that's very simple with it, uh, dollar cost averaging. And I'll tell you this, this is one of the, the, the tricks that the wealthy understand is dollar cost average in and dollar cost average out. And it's, it's a very efficient way to go about, a, a, you know, it's not going to guarantee you the greatest rate of return because that goes to the selection of when you put the money or where you put the money, right? That's, that's a different conversation. But it will give you the average price of these investments. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. Let's welcome uh, uh, Ray on the line from Bristow. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Uh, before we get into the question, could you, when you finish this, could you put me on hold for that TOD issue also? I need to look into that myself. Uh, diversification of assets and what you're investing in, would you consider having uh, uh, signed sports memorabilia being a form of asset uh, uh, diversification? That's a great question, Ray, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a collectible item, and there are collectible items that carry market value in that arena, and there are collectible items that people wish they did. For example, if you take your, 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 you know, your very favorite baseball player who's near and dear to your heart, uh, you know, whoever it may be from yesteryear, and you've got an autographed ball from him or a jersey or a bat or a baseball card or something like that, it may bring you a lot more value than it brings somebody who's trading in that arena. And, and it's funny you ask. I actually have some, some uh, friends that uh, uh, trade in these arenas just to get there you mean like go. right behind you? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yep. So, so you know, but but when you do it from a collecting standpoint versus a a try to flip uh, these these uh, things standpoint, it's it's a whole different uh, uh, ballpark when it comes to all of that. So you'll find that a lot of collectors end up collecting things out of their own passion throughout their life, and they end up having a fire sale at the end. Uh, you know, to, 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 to get rid of a lot of things. But it is a diversified thing. I have clients that have, have memorabilia, and, and um, you know, they, they just put in a value on it, um, but the value sometimes is, is far different from what they end up selling it for. Sometimes they sell it for a lot. It just depends on what you have right there. So appreciate the phone call. I will go ahead and put you on hold, and we'll get Bob to get your information, and we'll send you out basics in estate planning kit, Ray, with the uh, transfer on death information and things like that. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Yep, You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Jim on the line. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing, Ray? Well, I'm doing well. How can I help you? Um, um, as I was telling Bob, I um, um, first off, I'm a disabled veteran at 100%, so I don't pay taxes on my home in Maryland. Well, I appreciate um, your service to our nation, Jim. Thank well, thank you. It was an honor to serve. Um, I'm 
turning 60, I'm probably going to, I'm contemplating retiring um, from my job and moving to Florida. Um, for now, I have, of course, the thrift savings plan. I'm also, I uh, have the, uh, I'm trying to hold on because I'm trying to uh, see if when I do move, um, even now this year or within the next two years, will I have to pay taxes? I have a couple of hundred thousand dollars in my um, TSP and my 401k. Will I have to pay taxes once I move on that because it's was gained, those funds was gained during um, the time I lived in Maryland, or will I have to pay? Um, you mean the money that's inside the TSP, will you have to pay taxes on it? Yes. No, no, that has nothing to do with your state of residence. It's when you go to pull the money out, that becomes taxable to you. And if, yes, you're, um, if you're 100% disabled and you don't pay taxes on Social Security disability income, that's really mm -hmm. a question to your CPA as to how much you can garner from that TSP distribution mm -hmm. as if it would move you into a tax situation, possibly a 10% one, which is probably not a bad scenario. But by having okay. to move, you would not have to pay taxes until you pull the money out, okay? Okay. So, but what, what state would I be paying the taxes in? Maryland? Your, your state of resident when, where you live. If you move to Arkansas, if you move from Maryland to Arkansas right now, you take up state residence in Arkansas, and then you pull the money out, you'd be paying it in Arkansas. If you move to Wyoming, you'd be paying it in Wyoming. It's not where it was put in. It's where you receive it that you pay the taxes on. Okay, that's what I was – but I won't have to pay both. That's what I was asking. That is correct. You will not have to pay both. That is absolutely oh. correct. Yep. Okay. If you like, I'll be happy to uh, have someone give you a ring and go over that a little bit more in detail with you. I'll place you on hold here, Jim, and, and okay. Bob will get some of your information. We'll have one of our advisors follow up with you next week on what to do with your TSP and things like that. So I appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome John on the line from Dallas, Texas. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing well, Larry. Thank you. How can I help you, sir? Yes, I have a question. Our company has a, uh, for a Roth 401k, which I've been contributing to for uh, a couple couple years now. Um, so I, I contribute up to the to the max where they match uh, with that 401k. Now they offered something this year uh, called a uh, called an in-plan Roth conversion that can automatically roll to the four to the Roth 401k, and I'm really unsure what that is and if there's an advantage to do that or, uh, you know, with the amount I'm contributing, if, if I can even do that. Um, Absolutely, John. Here's the deal. It used to be that, well, well, a while ago, you could only put money into a pre-tax 401k. Then they added you can put money into a pre-tax 401k and a Roth sleeve of the 401k which is great. Now companies are starting to add the ability for you as an active employee at your company to take some of your pre-tax money on the pre-tax side of the 401k 
and simply convert it to the Roth side of the 401k. It'll be a taxable event to you, but you, al you are allowed to do that. And that's really a good thing. It really is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the the matching part, I know they put into the they have to put into the traditional. Right. The, uh, all companies match on the pre-tax side of things. Yes. Okay. So that amount could be converted. Then it'd just be a taxable event. That's exactly right. That that is exactly huh? correct. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yep. And that's a good thing too. And and so. You know, you want to take a look at, at what, what most people end up doing. I just emailed this, this sheet to a, to a client the other day. What most people end up doing, uh, John, is they end up doing series of little conversions each year. For example, let's suppose you're in a 24% bracket right now, okay, and you've got enough income that, that in order to get to the next bracket, it might be $30,000. Well, if you convert... $40,000 of your traditional Roth, I mean your traditional 401k over to the Roth side, you're going to blow through your next tax bracket. So you just want to convert up to keep you in the same tax bracket and then do this over the course of years. So you're not paying an extra percentage tax on money that you convert. Does that make sense? In other words, you want yeah. to stay in that same tax bracket. Now, we already know this, that current tax law states in 2026, taxes are going back up again, unless the current administration changes it sooner. And that's part of the debate on what's going on in, in Capitol Hill, uh, not necessarily today, but, but, but soon, whether it's going to happen this year or next year or in 2023. So, so there's a lot of conversation about taxes up there as far as that goes. So keep your mind abreast on that. And, and um, uh, when we help clients do these conversions, they end up doing series of little conversions each and every year so that they avoid the tax bracket creep, especially once somebody gets to 65 because then you're on Medicare and now you have an IRMA Medicare tax that could, could cost you more for your Medicare premium. Okay, so there's a lot of different things to take a look at here uh, when 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 you're doing it. If you like, I'll, I'll, I'll again, I'll have somebody reach out to you and step you through and put your scenario into the spreadsheet to sh to give you sort of a roadmap on and, and an idea of a starting base on what you can be looking at. How's that sound? Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Yep, I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and then we'll have somebody reach out to you on the Roth conversions. Appreciate the phone call, John. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Almaz on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Almaz. How are you? Good morning, Larry. I'm good. Thank you for helping us. Sure. How um, can I help you? I have you? a question. Yeah. For someone starting out to um, invest in stocks on a daily basis or as a swing trader, what are the pitfalls that should avoid? Uh, what should be included in that trading plan? Do you have any resources for that? Sure. Just off the top of my head, the question is what 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 are some of the blind spots in people doing day trading and trading online and all this kind of stuff all the time? Um yeah. You know, taxes is one for sure. Every time you click, that's a taxable event. Uh, a lot of people uh -huh. get a lot of people get surprised at the end of the year when they get that big 1099 with all these clicks and trades. And then you have to take a look at the overall cost of it all, um, and and you know, know what you're doing. You know, there's there's different types of of people out there. There's people that are, will gamble with stocks. There's people that will trade. And then there's people that will invest properly. 
You know, it's it's funny yeah. you ask that question because <clears throat> this is the week right here. This time last week, uh, this time last year was when COVID first started hitting the markets. Okay, and people were starting. And so I actually pulled up some of the things that I talked about this time last year. I haven't got to them yet today, uh, but but yeah. seven classic investing quotes. You know. Um, the individual investor should act consistently as an investor, not as a speculator. You know, what, yeah. what goes up comes down. And some of these high-flying stocks that we've seen out there have been very, very uh, volatile. And if you're on the wrong side of that trade, uh, you, could, you could get hurt. So if you're going to, you know, you, you really should understand all of this before you just jump in and do it. But, the, the, you know, it's know what you own, understand what you own. Find quality, buy it, and hold it until the quality goes away. Uh, if you see opportunities that you can put money in to, to take advantage of short-term things, then that's fine as long as you're on the right side of it, you know, and, uh, and don't let emotions get in the way. So those would be the things that I would tell you. Okay. So as far as, like, earnings and bond yields and um, news events, um, how do you detect, how do you avoid uh, getting in um, trouble during those times? How do you get, how do you avoid getting in trouble when you're watching the news, news events and things like that? You know, when, 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 like when I make an investment, when, when I make an investment all my house, one of the things that I ask myself is this, is I want to make an investment in XYZ. What are the things that have to go right for me to be happy with it 18 months from now and what are the things that have to go that could go wrong for me not to be happy within 18 months and and quickly get out of it so you have a whole list of corporate earnings monetary policy fiscal policy you know what's happening with in, inflation pressures the bond yields all kinds of things you know yeah. as we're seeing the bond market as we're seeing bond interest rates rise, people that have, have, have had traditional long-term bonds are getting hurt. They're losing money right now in bonds because when interest rates rise, bond markets, bond prices drop. On the flip side, there's credit bonds. Those are going up right now. So you have to understand what side of the bond street you need to be on when it comes to all of this. So, um, you know, if you, if you like Almaz, I'll, I'll put you on hold here, and we'll have somebody reach out and give you sort of an education on all of this stuff. I really appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Joel on the line from Florida. Good morning, Joel. How are you? Hi, doing great. How you doing? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Okay, uh, here's uh, my question. Uh, I started, invest I'm six years old, I started investing late. Um, I am a teacher, um, and I have about maybe 10000 in the Florida system, and I have another 6000 in a 403B also connected to the school, um, and I have about 5000 in stocks. And we're, we're going to be relocating to uh, Missouri, and I'm going to be taking another, a teaching job in, in Missouri. So what, is, what do I do like to – can I roll all that stuff over into one thing? Or, you know, what, what would I do kind of to roll it all over and try to build up this thing? Because I'm planning – I probably have to work till at least 70 now. So, yes, uh, Joel, you'll have the opportunity to roll over what's available to you 
and, and teachers' pensions and stuff will probably stay with the exiting state, and you'll start anew at the new state. Listen, Joel, let me, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold because I've, I've got just a few seconds left in the show. I've got to close out the show. I'll stay in studio, and I'll pick you up in just a moment, okay? So just hang tight just for about uh, 45 seconds, and I'll pick you right back up. Appreciate the phone call, though. If you listen to Making Money Sense, go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletter each month. You know, be thinking about this over the course of the week. What's important to you about money? Become a good, make sure we're good stewards with it, right? So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense.